This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcasts to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Thank you to everyone who gave towards our spring share this past week. It was a record-breaking, by all counts, uh, share Thanks to you, we had over 16,000 families donate to American Family Radio, and that totaled over $3.6 million pledged to American Family Radio. And uh, best share ever. You know, the fall... 2019 was 3.1 million pledged, a little over 14,000 families who donated, 14,000 individuals. And so we far, far exceeded what happened in the fall, thanks to you. And um, even during our current uh, economic situation in our country, many of you out there who listen are very faithful to support American Family Association, American Family Radio in the midst of, of everything that's going on, and we that does not go unnoticed here at AFR. So we appreciate that. If you were late to the show and you want you still want to give to our share you can just visit our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. You can also listen to our podcast there at AFR.net, or you can download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone, tablet device, Roku device, Apple TV device, Amazon Alexa plays American Family Radio. So various ways to tune in and stay up to date on the latest news going on in our country, the latest uh, Bible teaching here on American Family Radio. Jumping right into the show, we're going to talk about various topics today. We'll try to stay in Washington, D.C. for the most part. The first story I want to talk about is the spending legislation that Congress is working on. Now, let's remember that Congress has already passed legislation totaling over $3 trillion. Congress has already passed. uh, They passed one $2 trillion bill. I'm rounding up here. They passed, um, the first bill they passed was $85 billion, and then they passed another bill worth a couple hundred billion. And so they passed nearly $3 trillion worth of money, and they're talking about doing more. And so here, here's the issue. Our economy is not struggling because of a lack of cash. Our economy is struggling because of a lack of 
of businesses being open and consumers shopping. This is not a cash issue. This is a businesses being closed down issue. That is the problem. So no matter which economist you talk to, well, I guess it does matter. But some of the ones that I listen to, like Stephen Moore, who's a economic advisor to the president, Steve Moore says that we don't need to print more money. It's actually going to make things worse if we print more money. And here's why. The more we print money, the more we disincentivize people to go back to work because they're getting a check from the government. The same thing with, with uh, unemployment insurance. Democrats managed to insert language a few months ago that gives people who apply for unemployment an extra 600 bucks a week in unemployment. Meaning, some people can make more money on unemployment than they can in the, at their job. Which leaves them, many of them not to go back to work, which is a problem when we're trying to reopen our economy. So my simple position here is that Congress does not need, doesn't need to print more money. Our leaders and our governors need to focus on reopening America instead of printing more money. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as reopening our country that will help get our economy back on track. And I re I'm really beginning to question the motives here of these Democrat governors, these little tyrants across the country that are keeping things shut down indefinitely without justification. For example, you go to Maine, and Maine has very little problem when it comes to the coronavirus. But yet the governor there is continuing to keep things shut down. So let's look at Maine. Maine has, has had a total of 1,800 cases of coronavirus with a total of 73 deaths. But yet the governor there is continuing to keep things shut down. That is the picture across much of the country when it comes to the Democrat states, California, Oregon, Washington, Michigan. Many of these states hardly have a problem with the coronavirus, yet the governors are saying everything stays shut down indefinitely. Which begs the question, why on earth are things being shut down when there's hardly an issue? 
And you'll notice every, just about every time these governors are challenged legally through the court of law, they lose. With the exception of a few, Wisconsin governor won, uh, lost his court case against a business. Wisconsin is open now. And we've seen that happen in a few other areas because what the courts are realizing and recognizing and pointing out is that in many places, there is no emergency. There is absolutely no emergency in many places across the country. And so if there's not an emergency, then why do we keep things shut down? I want to play clip two here. This is Mike Huckabee talking about why we don't need to be giving people 600 extra bucks a week in unemployment benefits. You know, Charles, the only people I know that get paid for not doing anything are fired coaches and members of Congress. The rest of us have to work in order to get the paycheck. And the worst thing we could do to any American worker is to start paying them more to not work than we pay them to work at the jobs they've been hired to do. There you have out. There you have it. Mike Huckabee talking about how we need to stop paying people more not to work. And you've noticed that I don't know of any elected official that has foregone a paycheck during this situation. I don't know of one, well, except for President Trump. I don't know of one politician, elected official that has, that has foregone their paycheck during this situation. Congress is still getting paid to do nothing. Congress is still getting paid weekly, monthly, to do little. All of our federal government employees are getting paid. All of our governors are getting paid. All their staff, they're getting paid. All the mayors across the country are getting paid. Everyone's getting paid if you work in government. And so you have people making decisions about which, whether you and I get paid <clears throat> while they themselves are getting paid every week, every month. To me, that presents a problem because they're out of touch. They're out of touch with reality. And I said the other day, I haven't heard one person that is unemployed saying that we need to keep everything shut down. We need to keep everything shut down forever till we get a vaccine that doesn't work. No, all the people that are saying we need to keep everything shut down, they're the ones who still have their jobs. They're the ones that still have their jobs. It's absolutely absurd. Absolutely out of, out of touch with reality and the real difficulty and pain that people are facing across the country because we have places shut down for absolutely no valid reason. And I applaud all of the businesses and the churches that are standing up against this tyranny and opening up despite the tyrannical edicts coming from various governors and mayors across the country. Speaking of tyranny, let's talk about China. You know, we have a lot of China sympathizers in our country, which to me is a national security threat. We have members of Congress who love to apologize for China. <clears throat> Joe Biden, he's not in Congress, but he was 
and he was in the White House as vice president. Now he wants to be our president. He's a China apologist. His family's done billions of dollars in business with China. Nancy Pelosi, many of the Democrats, they're, they're Chinese apologists. China can do no wrong. But oh, President Trump does everything wrong. To me, this is, this is, this is traitorous. To a certain extent, when we have elected officials being paid by the American people, elected by the American people to look out for our best interest as a country, to look out for America's best interest, and here they are either sitting on their hands or actually working against American interest in favor of China. Congress has known for years that China is a threat. Yet they've done squat, which to me is very, very concerning. Let's listen to clip one. This is Senator Josh Hawley from the great state of Missouri talking about China and the evil empire that they are. I would say that if you think that China is a diversion from the challenges that the United States faces, then you're not living in reality. You need to come back to planet Earth. China is the single greatest national security threat to this country in the 21st century. More than that, Martha, they're the single greatest economic threat. We've been losing jobs to China mm -hmm. for years. We've been losing manufacturing to China for years. And now they're building up their military, even as they unleash this pandemic on the world. We've got to change our relationship with China. And the time to do it is right now. Well, there you have it. Senator Josh Hawley knows what's going on here. He doesn't have his hand, head in the sand like some other senators. President Trump last week cut off federal employee pension investments. I know that's a lot of, lot of words there. But basically, some of our federal employees, the federal pension or retirement programs, had their money in Chinese investments. Can you believe that? in Chinese companies, Chinese investments. A few weeks ago, President Trump cut that off and said, no more will our federal employees put their retirement in Chinese companies. This is ridiculous. We have a big problem with China, and America is asleep at the wheel. We have no idea what's going on. Speaking generally here, China is the problem, folks. And if you want to call it diversion or the blame game, I don't really care, whatever you want to call it. China is evil, and they're the problem. And we should do everything within our power to make them suffer. Does that sound mean? Absolutely, and it should be mean. This is war. We're at war with China, and we don't even know it. We're at war with China, and this is not your traditional boots on the ground, fighter jets flying all over, dropping bombs. This is not that kind of war. This is a stealth war. This is a war that has been going on for years now. China's goal is to dominate the world. And who's standing in the way? The great Satan America is standing in the way. And by the way, speaking of China, I want to know how this virus got out of that lab in Wuhan. That's what we haven't been told yet, despite the fact that our government, including the White House, probably knows, I'm 99.9% .9 certain, 
that they know exactly how this virus just accidentally got out of the lab in Wuhan, China. Was it intentional? I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm not going to say it was intentional because I really don't know. But we do know that this lab, COVID-19, the coronavirus, this strain, came out of the lab in Wuhan, China sometime in November or December, maybe even earlier. Who knows? And we don't know exactly how it got out of the lab. Was it intentional? Did China accidentally, wink, wink, leak it out of the lab to cause a worldwide pandemic, crash everyone's economy? Huh? Did that happen? I don't know. We'll just have to find out. But I sure am interested to find out exactly how this got out of the lab and if we know the exact motives behind the Chinese evil empire. Uh, one more note on China. If I can't beat them down enough, let me do one more, one more hit. Um, this is from Breitbart. China, see, they not only did they cause this pandemic, but they fostered chaos during the pandemic. China makes vast, produces vast numbers of personal protective equipment, medical supplies. Well, they were sending these faulty, uh, this faulty medical equipment to these countries all across the world, and these countries are mad. They're so mad now because they got they got rickrolled by the Chinese government, and they China sent this faulty equipment all over the world, and these countries are so gullible. Oh yeah, yeah, send me the mask, send me the send me the gowns, <laughs> send me the COVID nineteen test. None of it works. This is why our government wasn't dumb enough to accept all that junk that China was trying to give us. China was trying to send America equipment during the coronavirus pandemic, and we didn't take it, thankfully, because it didn't work. It was faulty, and the Chinese government knew that. But they're trying to pose as some big superpower and some hero of the world coming to save the day even though none of their stuff works. I'm going to move on to clip three and talk about Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida. Boy, did he go off on the media this week. You know, Florida has actually handled this virus very well. One of the main things that Governor Ron DeSantis did was cut off access to nursing homes and assisted living facilities by people who had the coronavirus. What a novel idea. Governor Ron DeSantis said, we're not sending patients, elderly patients with COVID-19 to nursing homes. We're not going to do it. That, that's dumb. That doesn't make sense. Let's don't do that. So they didn't. They've been, he's implemented various other protocols that have helped save lives, and he's done it without squashing the Bill of Rights. Let's listen to Governor Ron DeSantis defending his state in clip three. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks 
about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative, it challenges their assumption, so they got to try to find a boogeyman. Maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the Department of Health. If you believe that, um, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Last question. Boom. Governor Ron DeSantis <clears throat> there in Florida. You know, this is, I'm glad he, he let him have it because our sick media, our media is infested with people who hate our country, which is also a national security concern because we have people in the media who don't ask the right questions. They ask dumb questions and they're always defending the Democrat, socialist, communist, Marxist party. The same party that cozies up to China and all these other dictators. And this is a concern. We have a media. We have a Democrat party. And we got the elites. The bureaucratic elites in Washington, D.C. They're all in bed together. They're all speaking from the same microphone. They're all saying the same old boring talking points. And they never actually get to what matters in our country. Such as, why is New York State an absolute disaster when it comes to coronavirus? Oh, no, no, we can't talk about that. That's Governor Cuomo. We want him to run for president. We can't talk about that. We got to go down to Ron DeSantis in Florida, who has handled this situation beautifully. And we got to go ask Ron DeSantis about how bad his state is, how bad of a job he's done, and how we project in eight weeks that that Florida's going to have one million cases of coronavirus. They got to keep the fear-mongering going. They got to keep the lies going in order to keep the narrative going, in order to keep our country suffering longer. Where, do they, where does these folks' allegiance really rest? Because it's not with America. We've got a... a we got a lot of people in this country who hate it. We got a lot of people in this country who hate our country, and many of them are in powerful positions. You know, it's one thing to live in our country and hate our country and just be an average citizen who just doesn't like America. But it's another thing to live in our country, to benefit from our country, and be a person of power and influence and thrive in America all while hating it which is why many people, including President Trump, have told people who hate America that they can just leave. They're welcome to go to Cuba or Russia or China and let us know how that goes. But back to New York. You know, New York, they were sending COVID patients into nursing homes intentionally. This should be a federal 
criminal investigation last week. Listen to this headline. Fox Business. New York nursing homes received 4,300-plus recovering COVID patients from hospitals during the pandemic. I want to know what person with lack with obviously a lack of decision-making skills, decided what group of people, it was more than one person, what group of people in New York State decided it is a good idea to send COVID-19 patients into, into nursing homes? Was it the governor? Was it the health department director? I don't know the answer to that. But I think we should know the answer to that. Now we have thousands of elderly people, our most vulnerable population who should be taken care of the most. We have thousands of them dead across the country. Hundreds, if not over a thousand of them dead in New York State. And I believe we're going to be able to track it back to the the horrible decision of sending COVID-19 patients into nursing homes. Horrible decision. And we talk about science and, oh, we got to listen to the doctors. Doctors know it all, even though they've got half of this wrong. (laughs) Doctors know it all. CDC, we got to say, do what the CDC says. But what Bozo said, yeah, you know, I think we should send people with coronavirus into the nursing homes. Intentionally, let's do it. Send them in there. Thousands of them. I don't know how that decision gets made without somebody going, hey, you know what, guys? Maybe we shouldn't send coronavirus patients into the nursing homes because that's the most vulnerable population with over a 50-cent mortality rate of people in nursing homes. Over the age of 80, 70. I mean, this this kind of horrible decision-making just baffles me. And you know what Governor Cuomo had to say about it? He said, well, I guess you need to talk to President Trump. I guess you need to talk to President Trump. As if somehow it's President Trump's fault. That Governor Cuomo and his staff were directing hospitals to send COVID-19 patients back into the nursing homes. There should be an FBI investigation into this. If not a criminal investigation, at least a an audit, a review. Who in New York State directed hospitals to send COVID-19 patients into nursing homes? If I were the family of someone who passed away in a nursing home because of the coronavirus, I would absolutely want to know this. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Go to our website, AFR.net. Stay tuned to American Family Radio this next week, and we'll see you next Saturday.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.